0: Hey guys, and welcome back to the official podcast for Develop Development Develop Unplugged. And this week we're gonna be talking about a very important topic, which is gratitude and healing relationships with gratitude. And really going from resentment to gratitude because we tend to focus too much on the things people have done wrong or when people have upset us or let us down. And what we really want to do is change into a different mindset and look at all the stuff that people have contributed to us all the things that people have done for us. And this is a topic that I feel we don't talk about enough. We we don't talk about this enough. It, it's something that, it's a missed opportunity because if we don't take the time to really look at gratitude and implement it from a proactive and active perspective, we miss out on a lot. And most people, they treat it as a very, how shall I say, They treat it as a per-need basis, like, or uh, as I've said before, like a transactional thing, like, okay, you do this for me, and I express gratitude for you. But the reality is, if you treat it as a transactional thing, there's always expectations, there's always going to be letdowns, there's always going to be frustration, there's always going to be resentment. But when you treat it as more of a continuous thing, things get much better, and, uh, Really, what we want to look at is, is exactly that. How can we be grateful every day? And during the quarantine, it's much more difficult because our mind goes to darker places. We have robbed of a lot of activities and environments and connections, social connections, family connections, that that make us feel loved and supported, right? So what we want to do is get to a point where we have that collaboration where we have that connection where we really, where things really flow. And this requires an active role from your part. And uh, right now in this episode, I was supposed to be joined by my girlfriend. I don't know if she'll be able to make it or not. She's not feeling super well, so we'll find out. She might pop up mid-episode, she might not. But I do want to take the time to talk about how when we use gratitude, we become much more resilient and we become able to persevere through the toughest times because there are going to be people that are there with you when they can and how they can. And there are going to be people who advise you and guide you in very different ways. And there are going to be people who give you tough love. There are going to be people who give you overprotective love. There are going to be people who give you... Every type of support that you can imagine, even stuff that can be interpreted as abuse. And what do I mean by this? There are so many people that have no idea how to express their love and care and do it in a more controlling way, in a more overprotective way. And um, that can be bad. That can be bad, but when you look at not the action, but actually the intention behind the action everything changes and that's why in develop we talk so much about personality psychology we talk about different personality types and how each personality type expresses their love and support in different ways you know there are some people that are very emotionally expressive and that are going to make you feel loved and supported very easily there are people who on the contrary have uh, a really hard time expressing themselves and actually take care of you and guide you through tough love. And that tough love can sometimes be frustrating, it can sometimes offend you, it can sometimes hurt you. I, uh, I have certain family members that are not very emotionally expressive and that their way of helping me is literally criticizing me for hours. I have one uncle who can spend four hours telling me how everything I'm doing is wrong and how I need to do everything differently. But in reality, that's just his way of being like, yo, I am taking the time to guide you so you don't make the same mistakes as me. I am taking my time to guide you so that you have less risk of failure, less risk of making a fool out of yourself. And that is a a, a process uh, to actively translate what people are telling you. Because for the longest time I would get so frustrated, so upset, even offended by some of the things you would say. And I'll be like, I can't deal with this. Like, this guy has no clue who I am. I mean, he's giving me advice based on his mistakes, not based on my reality. And I'll get so frustrated. And I remember the moment that I tuned out from that and I switched to a more, uh, how should I say, my mindset, I had to change it to like, what is he really trying to do? And why is he dedicating all this time? And when I started thinking to myself, if he didn't care, he wouldn't spend four hours a night drilling me like that's just his way of expressing love and and support and that's something that the moment I started looking at everyone in my life that was letting me down that was uh, having conflicts with me that was um, criticizing me that was really affecting my self-worth the moment that I I took the time to translate what they were saying I was like oh this person actually really cares about me and this person just doesn't know how to express it and that's why gratitude it, it's something that goes both ways it's both how we feel interpret and communicate gratitude but also how we make other people feel that we are grateful for them and uh, that that's a that's a process because one we have to feel the gratitude for the other person we have to acknowledge which people are grateful for us and that can be tough because if you waste too much time helping people that are ungrateful, what happens? You're going to feel like you're never enough. You're going to feel like nothing you do is ever good enough. You're going to feel like you're not appreciated. You're going to feel like a failure. I'm a big fan of surrounding yourself by people who are grateful. But there's a difference between people who say that they're grateful and people who are genuinely grateful. And that difference is sometimes tough to identify because there are people who say all the right things do all the right things but really might be using you or taking advantage of you or or really just manipulating you and then there are people who are generally grateful but are just less emotionally expressive you know their personality types that have a really hard time saying thank you or saying i love you or i care about you or i value you and that can be tough and uh I've had to learn the tough way many times that some of the people that maybe say it the least actually care the most. And uh, some of the ones that say it the most care the least. So you have to build that filter. And uh, what I want to do in this episode is I want to talk about personality psychology a little bit with you guys so that you get an idea about how gratitude works in different elements, in different personalities. So in Develop Element, we talk about six different personality types, uh, two extroverts, two ambiverts, and two introverts. Extroverts, they need higher social stimulus. Ambiverts need medium social stimulus. And introverts need low social stimulus. And we're all a mix of all the six elements, all the six different personality types. We are not just one thing. We're never limited to any one particular element however certain elements are more natural for us easier for us to operate in and the moment that we learn how to use them better and direct them better that changes everything but many of us also are influenced by our culture our society our family our friends and we adapt certain we we adopt certain elements that are not natural but rather societal you know so so we have the biological ones which are the most natural the easiest ones to operate in then we have the societal ones which not as easy for us to operate in but we can do it because we learn how to do it and uh, then finally we have passion projects which is kind of the third state the third way of operating which is operating in such a way where you're so passionate about something that no one can stop you where you get so excited and passionate about something that You can step into any personality. I mean, introverts can go on stage and be super charismatic. Extroverts can sit down and be still and organized for hours. When there's enough passion, you have enough mental clarity and enough energy to actually do what's required. So this is what we want to look at, how the six elements actually work. So if we look at the energy scale, for those of you watching us live, I have the energy scale behind me. And that is the six elements. We have the Electric type as the most extroverted, the fiery type as the second most extroverted, then we have the aquatic type as the extroverted leaning ambivert, kind of middle energy but leaning towards extrovert, then we have the earthly type which is the introverted leaning ambivert, and then we have the airy type which is the first introvert, and the first introvert is uh, basically quite introverted but also kind of flexible in some environments and I'll I'll get into it uh, in a bit and then finally we have the metallic type which is the most introverted type and we are a mix of all of them and we have to understand that we need to embrace all of them we need to stimulate all of them we need to implement all of them but there is a difference in terms of how each one functions and the instincts that they have so uh, when it comes to gratitude uh, the most extroverted type the electric type Electric type looks for excitement, adrenaline, fun, constant change. They're not going to be with you 24/7. They're not going to be uh, all the time expressing themselves with you because they're always moving on to different things, exploring different places. But what they will do still include you and invite you on their adventures. They will make you uh, feel included, and uh, their way of, of expressing their their gratitude and and their their appreciation for you is either by including you on their adventures, planning things with you, uh, having fun with you, or bringing you gifts that are novelty items. They're not the best at buying, you know, the perfectly tailored thing for you, but they're very good at buying things that are fun and silly and playful and that they were just kind of walking in a store and they thought of you and they're like, oh, this one is fun. I'm gonna buy this for for this person, right? So that's kind of how the electric type works. Uh, then the fiery type, the fiery type is also an extrovert, but focuses on results, productivity, impact, uh, really status, you know, having certain leadership abilities. They like influencing change. They like coordinating things. They like making things happen. So for them, their way of, of expressing gratitude will be including you in their projects. They're going to have projects that they often are entrepreneurs or Uh, coaches or uh, leaders in some form or uh, they're always going to have some some project whether it's it's on a personal level or 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 career level they're going to be passionate about something and they're often going to be talking about the same topic you know while an electric type will talk about 50 different things uh a fiery type will focus more on their passion area right But they will include you. They will talk to you about it. They will consult with you. They will uh, try to integrate you into their project uh, as much as they can. And that's a a big way that they will uh, express their gratitude for you. And they'll also do another thing. They will try to give you makeovers and help you level up and open up up, uh, doors and opportunities for you. And really support you. Uh, When they value someone, they will try to help that person level up. They really are ambitious, not just for themselves, but for the people they care about. So they will try to help you become more ambitious and kind of help you get to the next level. And then when we move on to the aquatic type, the first aquatic type is um, uh, a more emotionally expressive type. They are more emotionally reactive, uh, both in terms of very positive emotions as well as very negative emotions they really share their emotions very freely and very openly, right? So the aquatic type, the way that they handle emotions and they handle their day-to-day, it's very expressive, very open. And it means that if they are feeling uh, gratitude, they will will express it. They will say, oh, I'm so grateful for you. I value you so much. You're my best friend. Uh, You're the best thing that has happened to me. I love you so much. Thank you so much. Uh, I couldn't do this without you, et etc. et cetera. They will be much more expressive than other elements, so there's generally not going to be any uh, confusion there. But I will say sometimes their way of expressing gratitude is counterintuitive because they will also do drama to have separation and con- uh, reconciliation when they're feeling insecure, when they're feeling drained, when they're feeling a bit lost, and so what they can end up doing is creating drama and conflict so that a few hours later you know there's going to be that big hug or there's going to be that makeup sex so there's going to be uh, that uh, you know open expression and, and really get people to lower their their garden kind of uh, just open up more right so depending on the dynamic of the relationship uh, how it, it works but just keep in mind that aquatic people are very expressive. But if they're not feeling very well emotionally and mentally, they might go to drama. But let me tell you something before you feel that that means they don't love you. An aquatic type, they will not waste their time doing this type of drama with people they don't care about. So hold up. I know you're thinking, it's like, oh, don't love me so much then. But basically the way it works is... They want to deepen the connections with people they that they care about, people that they value. And that's one way that they know how to deepen the relationships. I know it's counterintuitive. I know it's strange. But just bear with them. And then the earthly type. The earthly type is a very caring type, a very nurturing type. Um, they are nest builders. Um, they are very generous. They put other people first. And their way of expressing gratitude is going to be more in line of, I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to help you. I'm going to cook for you. I'm going to help you solve problems. I'm going to help you make your life better. Uh, I'm going to be there for you. Uh, They're not going to be as expressive. They're not going to be as like, ooh, I love you, I miss you, etc. They're going to be more like, you know what, I'm here for you. Um, And uh, they can sometimes express themselves, but they also lean more towards introversion meaning as they lean a little bit more to introversion they sometimes need more time to open up and express themselves because remember the more introverted a person is the more time they need to process and analyze their thoughts before they can express themselves openly and confidently the more extroverted someone is the easier it is for them to speak before thinking even and The aquatic type, even though they're in the middle, they're kind of the most emotionally expressive. So the earthly type, they can express themselves, but it takes a little longer for them to open up, and they're not going to do it with as much intensity and passion. It's going to be a little bit more kind of softer. I I think a word that describes earthly people quite well is is they take kind of a soft approach to a lot of things, Uh, a very gentle, smooth approach, and... uh, that also applies to the communication. So, moving on, we have the area type. And the area type, what they do is, uh, the, h- how do they express uh, gratitude? The thing about them is, they are kind of, they tend to, they're people who, to give you a little context, they observe everything, they analyze everything, they process everything, they look at all the different shades of gray, they look at all the different variables, they often overthink things. So, for them to express themselves can be quite hard because They're going to think about all the different ways of expressing it, all the different reactions to that. Uh, They're going to think about all the different feelings they have, and and it can take a long time to process their thoughts. So sometimes there's a delayed reaction. they are people that, with the people that they're very confident with, they can express themselves quite openly, but with newer people that they've met more recently or that they haven't had the time to kind of deepen the relationship with, it's harder for them to express themselves. But I guess something very cool that and a way to see them, the, the way they appreciate you is whether or not they feel comfortable around you because they're people that really uh, seek personal space. So sometimes they disconnect. Sometimes they uh, have to escape. And sometimes uh, they can stop talking to you for months or years even if they get too mentally and emotionally overwhelmed. So it can be a challenge for them to handle that. Uh, but with people that they really care about and value, they're going to be more tolerant, they're going to be more patient, they're going to be more inclusive, and it's going to be easier for them to have that connection. Uh, And then finally, the metallic type is the most logical, structured, precise, to-the-point person. They're going to be the person that just says things straight up without filter. They're going to be the people that... uh, they don't express themselves so emotionally, but they definitely are very direct. And yes, sometimes they're going to communicate tough love to you. Sometimes they're going to be very strict with you. Sometimes they're going to be critical with you. Sometimes they're going to be, um, how shall I say, they might spend time criticizing you in their way of protecting you and guiding you. So uh, that's, that's one thing that we have to look at is how can we take that as you know love and support. Uh-huh <laughs> so so we have a comment here from oh yeah so so we we have a we have a comment here from someone who's been following us uh since the very beginning of season one, and my girlfriend just joined us. Hey, babe, thank you for joining us. oh, uh, we have to turn on her microphone. Hello, welcome, Hi baby. Hello. Thank you for being here and uh uh, so the comment is uh basically where's steve why isn't he on the podcast right now he would be great on the podcast i hope he's hearing uh and uh yeah he's he's in the back doing tech uh, tech stuff for us and uh also where's my laptop yes uh currently my laptop is used to stream this in the previous season i had it here in front of me and I used it to monitor the chats. I'm still figuring out how we're going to do season 2 with that uh, because right now my laptop is being used as the control panel for the cameras and the microphones. So I'll probably find a solution for that probably for next week. I'll I'll probably have a tablet ready. I'm working on a tablet right now. Basically I have two half apart. So Anyway, so we're talking about gratitude. Mm -hmm. So let's talk.
1: Mm -hmm. What have you said?
0: I have just talked about the elements. Uh I talked about how each element expresses gratitude without necessarily saying, thank you, I value you. You know how an electric type might invite you on adventures, how uh, a metallic type might criticize you for three hours and that's their way of protecting you and guiding you and how we don't all express gratitude the same way. So Mm -hmm. one thing that I want you guys to reflect on is how you receive gratitude from others to be grateful for their support. And the other thing I want you to reflect on is how are you communicating gratitude? How do you communicate gratitude?
1: I just say it.
0: You're pretty you're pretty <laughs> pretty direct about your expression of gratitude. Yeah. Yeah, one thing I've uh I've often told her is that she's one of the most grateful people that I know. But growing up, people would tell you the opposite.
1: Yeah, growing up people would tell me absolutely the opposite that I wasn't grateful for my life or the people around me and just um so I never considered myself as a grateful person. I would just consider myself that I just wanted uh, more and more. And when I met you, I realized I am fiery. So everything that you explained to me about a fiery person, I was like, that's me. <laughs> and growing up as a child, I was always told You're, you you, should be grateful for this. You should be grateful for that. And in a way, I was grateful But I was also a teenager. So it was really hard for me to express how grateful I was. And plus, I was dealing with depression. I was just starting to deal with anxiety. So, of course, that made people like say things like you need to start being grateful with your life because a lot of people have this idea of if you have depression, you're not grateful with your life or you're not this and that. Inside of me, I was very grateful. I just didn't know how to show it because I was already dealing with a bunch of things in my mind. Um, So you were like the first person to ever tell me, hey, you're the most grateful person ever. And I'm just like, what? That's the first time I've ever heard anything because everyone before you and like friends and family, I've never heard once someone say you're actually grateful.
0: Yeah. It's interesting because exactly there you have to know how to spot gratitude and for example with with this a lot of people would tell her that she was ungrateful because she had anxiety and depression and things like that that would make her not take advantage of opportunities would make her yes feel sad would feel unhappy and people interpret that unhappiness as lack of gratitude for the th- things she has but The reality is, there's something I've I've noticed very clearly. It doesn't matter if you're the richest person in the world or the poorest person in the world. If you're stuck, you're not going to be happy. And a lot of people told you you're too ambitious and that you'd end up in a lot of trouble because of your ambition. You'd end up in abusive relationships because of your ambition. Like A lot of people said a lot of things about your ambition. But when we look at ambition, really, it's... Something that helps you level up. It helps you advance all the time. It helps you always progress. And that's something that helps you feel happier. But if you're stuck, it is a natural instinct to feel a bit more depressed or sad. And you had periods where you were quite stuck. Yeah. But that didn't mean you didn't value all the things that people had done for you. Because one of the ways that I could tell that she had a lot of gratitude was... When she talked about people, I've never heard her talk bad about anyone.
1: Yeah, even people that I'm supposed to. Even
0: people (laughs) that deserve it, she can't talk bad about. Even people that have abused her as a child, she can be like, there's this I don't like, this I really don't like, this isn't like this. Like, I can't see this person the same way again. It hurt me a lot. It's been very difficult to process, but I don't wish this person bad. And it's like, and. You always go into like, I kind of forgive this person or understand this person, even when you shouldn't. (laughs) And and I'm, I'm overly empathetic. I think most people that know me know how empathetic I am and understanding I am. But you sometimes take it to an extreme. And I think one thing I saw was that a lot of people in your life that were doing a lot of cruel things or mean things. And you always defended them. You always stood up for them. And that to me was like, this person has gratitude. This person can see the good in people, can see the contributions that they've done, and can understand that why they did some of the bad stuff that they did. And that's the key. Understand the motivation, not the action. Yeah. Because a lot of people that have been in your life have done things for the right reasons, but in the wrong way. Yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about that?
1: Mm. <laughs> I There are so many. I don't even know which one to talk about specifically. Well, just in one?
0: general, because there is a general trend of people maybe overprotecting you or telling you how to live your life.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think one clear example was um, when I moved here, like a lot of people were telling me um, I wanted to like a year ago or no more than less than a year ago like nine months ago or more <laughs> eight months ago I wanted to live on my own I wanted to move out and have my own uh, like have my own apartment with roomies and stuff and I wanted to experience that I was just getting out of a crisis like anxiety crisis and depression and I was like no word like I wasn't working. I hadn't worked in a year. I was I was just stuck in my room for six months and I had just gotten out of that period. And when I started to get better, when I moved into the city with my sisters, I, I think it took me a week to realize that I didn't want to live uh, with them. I wanted to branch out. So obviously the first instinct of um, a few family members was, why are you going to move out? Like you have... Um, your sister's there you could work and you can save money instead of wasting money on rent or on other like you know and the thing is that a lot of uh, especially Mexican families see it that way they all live together to save money but that is also has like that can also be bad because you never branch out you never go out for opportunities so when I first came here I know that they, they meant good and, and they were just trying to protect me and they didn't know how, how I was going to handle a life without my family members, especially coming out of a period that I, I couldn't even move. I was sick and it was just a very bad period for me. Um, And they just didn't know how I was going to deal with being alone yeah. without them. And I know that they meant good, but if I would have listened to them, I would still be stuck in a, in a city or the side of the city that's not so pretty. Yeah. Um, so I feel like it was it's good to be ambitious. Like I've always been ambitious since I was less small and I've always been criticized for that because I was always told that's bad, you can't be ambitious, blah blah blah. And so until I met you, I realized that being ambitious is actually good. My whole life, I thought that was something that was not a good part of me. Um, and I was always, like, trying to hide it. Like, in a way, my personality would help me get, get to things. Um, but until I met you, I realized that's actually good. And the best decision I ever made was grab my things and leave the hometown that I was yeah. in alone and do that alone and just... Fine. try to figure out things without listening to everybody else and to the noise around me.
0: No, and, and there is some value in taking those risks and stepping away from certain comfort zone and certain reality that you've known for a long time and trying to build a new reality. I know because when I was living in Canada, uh, I lived maybe six years in Halifax, Nova Scotia, and one day to another I was like, hey Steve, do you want to move across the country with me? There's this we invited each other. Basically, <laughs> I invited him to join a job opportunity that had the opportunity to move across the country, and we were we we both kind of in different moments, kind of pushed forward this idea. I was in a very abusive relationship at the time. I was in a very dark place mentally, and I needed a change. And Steve was also ready for change. So literally, it was like it moved it. It happened very fast. Like within a month, we had planned everything. We had rented a big U-Haul truck. uh, And uh, we drove, what, five, six days, 17 and a half hour days driving across Canada, coast to coast pretty much. And uh, it was wonderful. It was wonderful. But there was many learning experiences. The first uh, city we moved to, I hated it. Within a month, I couldn't stand it. So I had to leave that. <laughs> Steve was like, I describe it as the armpit of Canada's asshole. I'm not gonna say where it is in case people are are from there, but it was it was a bad it was a bad time. Uh at least for me, it it didn't work. Basically I arrived there in a sports car and in suits and it was a place very far up north with oil rigs and things and uh I would go dress casually and people would ask me if I was going to a wedding. So I was like, I can't be myself here. <laughs> so I got in my car and then I drove down to Vancouver. Uh, well, I drove down to Whistler where I had some friends in, in uh, the hospitality industry. And I spent a few weeks there thinking I was going to work in one of the hotels. But I realized I'm not very sporty. I don't really like uh, sporty environments. And everyone there was sporty. And again, there I'm with a suit. And I'm like, I'm more of a city guy. Uh, so I was like, you know what? Vancouver is close by. So I drove to Vancouver. And by that time, I'd lost all my money. I'd lost all my... uh resources I had maxed out all my credit cards and I literally had to I got to a point where I literally told my family I can't afford to pay my phone I can't afford a hotel so you might not hear from me and I'm gonna sleep in my car <laughs> that, and then wonderful things happened and, and people kind of loved my story and heard about my situation and invited me to sleep on a couch and little by little I got several jobs and before I knew it I was living downtown in a beautiful apartment uh in downtown Vancouver but um by myself but uh Yes, yeah, sometimes you have to take that risk of leaving things behind to build something new and explore possibilities. That gives you also a big confidence boost when you figure it out. In the beginning, it's rough because you have no idea what you're doing. But if you keep going and push through it, you feel more confident. You feel more valuable. You feel more capable. And I think a lot of people, they were afraid for you. Uh because I know my sister has anxiety. My sister's had depression. My sister's had all those things that you've dealt with. And one day to another, she was like, I'm moving to Japan. And I was like, what the? What? <laughs> because she had never gone on a bus before. She had never gone to a supermarket by herself before. She had never done anything before. Even talked on the phone. Like she quit a job because she had to answer phones. I was like, how is she going to a country where she doesn't speak the language by herself? Across the side, uh, on the other side of the world. And I was like, you're crazy. But it was the best thing that she ever did. It gave her a lot of confidence. It 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 helped her a lot with her anxiety. Yeah, there were periods that were hell for her. But it really was worth it for her. So I think there are a lot of times where our family members really care and protect us. And they're grateful for us. And they value us. and But they limit us and cut our wings.
1: Yeah, I think they do it just so we would have like a safe. Exactly. So we'd be we will play it safe, but honestly, if you play it safe, you're just gonna be stuck in the same place. Yeah. And um, one thing that I always wanted to do was move to the city. And I remember lots of my friends telling me, um, you're not going to be able to move around the city. You have to use the metro. You have to use the buses. And, you know, the f- the city's packed. You're not, that's not your life. You're not going to be able to handle it. Um, and and especially people that knew that I had anxiety. But one thing is that I really don't like people to tell me what to do. Yeah. So the one thing that motivated was like, I'm going to prove all of you wrong. And I remember people telling me like, you're going to have to use public transportation. Like, you can barely handle the one in our city. What makes you think that you'll handle one in a huge, massive city with like a lot of people? um And honestly, ever since I moved here, I haven't used public transportation once.
0: <laughs> no, you get driven around in a Cadillac Escalade.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I was like, I could be back in, if I would have listened, I could be back in my hometown using that public transportation and living not the best life i mean a good life obviously because i'm very grateful how i grew up and uh, compared to other people i had a pretty awesome life but i've always wanted more yeah. like i'm grateful with what i have but i always want more
0: yeah never mistake ambition or anxiety for lack of gratitude i think that's something very important um and yeah sometimes it can feel that way when you don't understand what goes on in other people's minds. That's why I opened up with expressing how different elements uh, communicate uh, gratitude. The other thing I also want you to reflect on is how people with different contexts, realities, goals, challenges, traumas express gratitude. And I want you to look at how you're expressing gratitude right now. Are you taking the time to say thank you? like? Are you taking time to express gratitude and feel the gratitude? Because it's very easy to feel resentment for things, frustration for things, and feel like that person doesn't care or doesn't value you. But there's really a lot to be said about taking the time to feel grateful. For example, today you weren't feeling too well.
1: No, this morning was terrible for me.
0: And I could easily have gone like, oh my goodness, she doesn't care. You know, she doesn't put in the effort, she knows how important this is, blah, 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 blah. Or I can be like, you know what, I'm grateful that Despite her having felt really bad the last two days, she has been doing her makeup and she's been doing her effort to get on here and she hasn't said outright no. And I'm grateful now that, like you know, after being able to get to a better state, she now is on here with us. Um, And that's the thing. Are you looking at the things that can be a little frustrating or difficult in certain moments or are you looking at the effort that people are putting into things? And I think with you, because of your anxiety and your depression and things like that, sometimes people around you have had to be more patient. And when they haven't been patient, they have just felt that you weren't grateful and they haven't been grateful for your process and your effort because they can't even see your effort sometimes because they don't understand the internal battles that it sometimes takes to just get out of bed when you deal with anxiety and depression. Yeah. And the moment that you understand this person is fighting battles every day, this person is really doing an effort like that you start valuing every little thing more like like every time you cook a meal i go wow (laughs) every time you go to a store by yourself i go wow like simple things like that because when we started dating you couldn't get into a store uh, by yourself you couldn't get in an elevator you couldn't turn on the stove because everything got you scared
1: yeah i I was terrified of Everything. Everything. I couldn't even stand in line. I was scared to go to places with a lot of people. Grocery stores, I would be there like two minutes and I would just tell you I need to get out. And now it's like my hobby. <laughs> yeah, now it's
0: like, when can we go to the grocery store? I haven't been to the grocery store in days. I can't believe that uh, a year ago I hated grocery stores. And now it's like my favorite thing. When can we go to the grocery store? Literally, that was our conversation yesterday.
1: Yeah, that was. Th- yeah. <laughs> um but I guess I took it. I took baby steps. And one thing that we we have to remember that being having anxiety and depression, I guess some things that it, it's hard for me, like, for example, yeah. this morning, I felt terrible for not getting on that exactly the time yeah. that I had to get on. And I was just trying to make myself feel better, try, trying to get better. Um, and there was that still that little voice in my head that as as growing up i was always told if you're not gonna do something right the first time then just don't do it and there was still that like i was just sitting there, and i'm like you know what just i wasn't even there when it started so why should i go for it and that's one thing that for anxiety and with people with uh, mental disorders need to understand that do things halfway like do them halfway i was always told growing up don't do it if you're not if you're not going to you know finish it or if you're not going to if you're going to do it incomplete just don't do it and that frustrates me because till this day I still have that little voice in the back of my head be like why are you doing it if you're not it's if it's not complete it comes with little things as like doing exercise if i don't do my full routine i feel terrible because why am i going to do it if i'm not doing the whole thing or on or big things like this like on the podcast if i if i'm not here from the beginning or if I'm feeling star- terrible from the start, it's going to be terrible throughout the whole thing. And sometimes it takes a lot of me to get out of that mindset because I've been I've been taught with that mindset ever since I was small. Like that's the way that people told me things should be. Yeah. Um, but recently I've noticed that do things halfway. That's yeah. what I noticed the last time I I got out of my anxiety crisis that i was in for a year is i started with little things going halfway with taking a shower by myself maybe i was sitting down on a chair on a plastic chair and showering but that was something halfway like maybe i didn't use like the scrubbing thingy because i was too weak but at least i got soap on my body and that's enough sometimes or just doing things halfway that's okay that's what's gonna get you to do things completely and that. That's something that really, really helps me.
0: Yeah, and I think that's a very, very, very good point. Uh, You have probably people in your life right now that let you down a lot. And you instantly might go to resentment. You might go to this person doesn't care enough, is doing enough effort. Why is this person even bothering? You know, this person obviously can't do it or doesn't want to do it. Why do they even try? It's not about that. It's about, whoa, this person is trying. This person is stepping out of the comfort zone this person is learning new things
1: yeah and i think sometimes people don't don't understand how hard it is for other people to do things like and one thing that i feel that our relationship has been um one thing that i wanted how can i say this yesterday before the podcast i knew that we were going to talk about this topic and one thing that came through my mind was like people are going to say oh you guys only have a year together because we turn our is next month (laughs) um so obviously the first year it's it's beautiful it's relaxing because you're just getting to know each other but wait five years wait six years and then tell us how it's gonna be and that's what I was afraid of coming on to this morning because I was like maybe people are not gonna think so seriously because we've only been dating for a year um But in this whole entire year, you're my first relationship since I was, like, I don't know, a teen, like, 11 or 12 years old.
0: Preteen,
1: then. (laughs) Preteen. That has lasted more than three months. And I've never had a relationship that has been more than three months. Why? Because I've always argued. I've always argued with people. I was very toxic. And I just simply... People... Did not understand how my mind would function. And with you, yeah, we're gonna we're we've been a year together, but um we haven't gotten in a single argument. We haven't yelled at each other, and we haven't fought the way that I've fought with other yeah. people before you. And that's <laughs> I sometimes I'm like, is this the way that it's supposed to be? Like this is too like it's easy easy. (laughs) isn't it supposed to be harder and I was I grew up in an environment where I would see like yelling and stuff and arguing and just like like it was just not the best environment and every single couple that I knew as I was growing up Eh, no. Yeah. And so I guess that's why as a young adult I I I was like, I'm not having relationships. I can date people, but I'm I do not want relationships because I would see it as growing up and as a as as a teen and I was like, I don't want that. And um and when I tried to have relationships, they were either very controlling or they would say one thing and they would be okay with one thing, but they would think a whole nother way and they would do things that were just completely different for what they were saying or they would say they would you know Mm -hmm. agree on and so for me it was very difficult and one thing about me is that I'm I just don't like to be told what to do like I always say that um and I guess sometimes for my relationships in the past that has been a problem because um especially uh teens boys when they're in their teenage years they like controlling Oh,
0: it's it's not an age thing. It's an insecurity <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah,
1: it's an insecurity thing. Um, and till this day, I remember bef- uh, uh, like a year before I met you, I dated someone that wanted me to be exactly the way his mom was.
0: Ooh, that's fun. And
1: I did not like that, and I was very, I was very grateful for him because he he helped me in a lot of things, but sometimes you. Another thing we need to know is that if being grateful doesn't mean that you have to be with that person, if that person is yeah, not yeah. for you, if that person's yeah. toxic, like one thing is being completely grateful and stuff, but other thing, don't let gratitude keep you in that.
0: Yeah, in that no, state. no, never, never, never justify uh, any relationship that doesn't work for you. Never reinforce to yourself that you can't find anything better for you never get stuck with something that doesn't work that doesn't mean you can't improve relationships and that you can't save relationships Uh, the topic of today is using gratitude to heal relationships and you can currently be in a relationship that currently is kind of very tough and difficult and if you take the time to express gratitude make people feel special what happens they become less intense, they become less controlling, they become less annoying because when people know their value, they limit you less, they control you less. But when people feel like they aren't being valued, they become much more forceful, intense, annoying, and over the top. So gratitude is not just a generous and a kind act, it's a very practical tool to make relationships have more harmony. And one of the things that we are very good at with each other is whenever the other person is feeling bad, we basically give the other person a pep talk yeah with a lot of gratitude with I'm so proud of you, I'm so grateful for you. It's impressive, everything that you do. Don't be so hard on yourself. Look at this that you did, look at this that you did. You're badass. Like those are pep talks that we give each other very regularly. Yeah. Uh, and that's something that that makes the other person feel less like shit. It makes the other person feel more capable. It makes the other person feel more valued and it will make them less argumentative, it'll make them less jealous and less controlling because when they know their value, they're not going to be acting like dumb, desperate, crazy people. And actually next week's topic, we're going to be talking about that. Next week's topic is exactly having self-gratitude and seeing your value, understanding your value so that you don't end up being so controlling, so intense, so annoying, so over the top. And so you don't destroy relationships because of that. But Today, I want to focus more on how can you heal relationships with gratitude. And first part is understanding and receiving the gratitude from others so that you don't force things yourself. But the next thing is learning how to communicate gratitude for the other person based on their personality, their context, their reality. For you, being fiery, being told that you should not be ambitious, that's not the best way of expressing gratitude or support. Because that's literally invalidating you. Yeah. But they (laughs) did it with
1: love. They
0: just... Didn't take into account your personal context.
1: Yeah, and the way... If I wouldn't be ambitious, I wouldn't be here where I am. Exactly. um, So, yeah, don't listen to people.
0: <laughs> don't listen to people,
1: <laughs> Just don't listen. If you want to do something, just do it. Regardless if you have anxiety, regardless if you have depression or anything, just don't listen to people. Do what you need to do because even if you make a mistake, you'll learn from it. Yeah. And if you just follow what people say, it's just going to be terrible.
0: <laughs> no, one, one guideline I have for when and how to listen to people is identify is this person taking into account my personality my context my traumas and my goals yes or no is this person guiding me based on my reality and my context or based on their traumas and their insecurities and their fears
1: or the very important one do you want to be that
0: person or do you want to be the person that they want you to be
1: yeah because like one thing i remember uh when i when i was started living here i i had a group of friends and and they would tell me things and I'd just be like, and sometimes it would get to me. And I remember I would communicate the things to you. And one advice that I always follow from now on is that I don't take advice from people that I don't want their my life to be th- like theirs, like theirs. I don't want that. So that helped me a lot. And that was a big eye opener for me, because a lot of people that were saying things that were not the best things ever. I was I was I looked at their lives and I like
0: yeah. A lot of your friends are in, <laughs> in toxic relationships.
1: Well, I don't have friends anymore, but
0: you do. that's the, but <laughs> that's the reason a why a I don't have people, a lot. Of a lot of, of the people that <laughs> that you confided in more so back then and have distanced yourself a little bit now, it, uh, they are in toxic relationships and they're justifying the reality. They, they have narratives like, oh, I'm turning 30, so I can't find anything better. I'm old now. Oh,
1: I need to have my life together yeah, in to a have certain my life age.
0: Together, by a certain age, I need to get married and have kids before this age. I, uh, uh, I'm a woman, and therefore I need to do this, 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 and this, this way. And like, there are a lot of people that would put ideas in your head, and you'll be like,
1: one thing about me that I like though is that if I don't want to live a certain life, like for example, kids having kids at a, a before thirty or being married even before 35 or 30, for me, that's a big no. Yeah. I've always been, this is what I was telling your mom the other day when we had like this little uh, hangout the other day. And, um, so I was telling her, I, I don't want to get married before 30 or 35. Yeah. Why? Because right now I'm 20, I'm 22. And when I hit 30, I'm going to be a diff- completely different yeah. person. Yeah. I don't want to have kids before 35 because I know that I'm going to be a completely different person. And right now I don't want kids. No, but I know that maybe thirty or thirty-five is gonna hit, and maybe I'm gonna want kids by then. But I don't want to be stuck, in, or I don't want to be um in a toxic relationship or be in a place that I'm not happy throughout those years where I'm finding myself. You know, I think the
0: key is don't settle.
1: Yeah, just don't settle. Don't settle.
0: Uh, yes, you're. Sometimes you got to make compromises. Sometimes you need to. Uh. Have conversations with yourself and with others, you know, what is really essential for me and what is negotiable, right? Yeah. There, there there, are certain things that are flexible. It's like, don't be so rigid that you can't connect with anyone and adapt in any way to anyone. Adapting to people can be generous if you do it as a generous act and not as a desperate act. But I think there's a lot of value in, in looking at, okay what do I want, how do I communicate my desires and my goals to other people, and how do I build a support network of people that understand me and value me, and that way things are smoother. And one thing that happens when we feel that people aren't grateful enough for us is we start forcing things, we start uh, over-justifying, we start over-explaining ourselves, and that's one thing that you stop me on my track sometimes, because sometimes... (laughs) as a leader, if I feel that people are not grateful enough for me, to understand my process enough, I can spend hours explaining exactly how and why I came to that idea to do it that exact way. And sometimes I waste a lot of time justifying my actions or explaining myself. Yeah. To my team. And Yes, it's important to provide transparency and clear communication.
1: But if they don't want to listen.
0: But there are some people exactly that in certain moments aren't ready to listen or ready to understand. And you just got to lead by example and then show them once you've figured it out. Look, this is what I was talking about that you couldn't see back then. Sometimes you got to take that step. But
1: also know that no matter how much gratitude you show um if people don't want to be in your life if people don't want to heal a relationship it will not heal you can try but don't waste your time if they don't want to heal the relationship either friendship or a relationship and one thing for me is i i don't have patience when it comes to relationships like if you mess up one time it's like okay um it's not the same yeah. afterwards and i don't i i don't like it um i've i've had plenty of relationships in the past where i do want to fix things i do over like um explain myself and stuff but it comes to a point that it's like why am i even trying yeah. and it's difficult for someone that doesn't want to understand someone that's not that doesn't see how grateful i am to understand me and um one thing with you i guess is that i'm just i just tell you everything that I feel and you don't you don't get upset you don't you don't yell at me you don't tell me that I'm I'm i grateful or just get over it or something you actually sit there and listen and even though through my panic attacks and stuff I can sometimes say that you don't listen um but I know you do and I guess that's one thing that's that's really helped my relationship right now because our relationship because we li- we actually listen to each other. And that's one thing that right now, th- a lot of relationships don't have that. You don't listen. And um, it's easy. Like for people that have anxiety and depression, our relationship is really hard because a lot of us have insecurities that we still uh, are dealing with. And sometimes it's very difficult for your us. To, for
0: you, Most people in the world have insecurities.
1: Well, yeah, <laughs> a lot of people have it. But um, I just love how you're able to deal with my anxiety, with my with my depression and how you you really don't judge me and, and everything that happens through or that goes through my mind. It's normal for you. Yeah, I
0: think a lot of that is if you want to heal a relationship and really be grateful for people. You need to understand that person or at least make an effort so If I didn't understand your anxiety or your depression or your ambition or your context or how your life was growing up, it would be very easy for me to judge things. It would be very easy for me to uh, feel like you're uh, ungrateful. It would be very easy for me to go to dark places in my mind very quickly and deteriorate the relationship. But by being curious and trying to understand you, I can support you better. And that's something that... You want to have healthier, stronger relationships, start with curiosity. Start with curiosity and start. And that's why when I explain the elements, that's trying to trigger some curiosity of, you know, how do each, uh, like how do the people that I care about function? But it's not just personality psychology. It's also individual context. It's their goals, their traumas, their fears, insecurities, their reality, their resources, the current stressors their current motivators, all those things are relevant factors. And for example, with you, the fact that I know what ambitions you have, the, the traumas you have, the fears you have, the uh, mental health challenges that you have. When I know that it's like okay, I can deal with that. But if I don't understand it and I just go, that doesn't make sense because I don't do that, then there's no real dialogue and then there's no mutual support.
1: Yeah, and I gotta admit, in the past, I wasn't as open as I am with you. Like, I I would hide my mental disorders because I was taught from a young age that people don't need to know what's going on through your mind. People yeah. don't need to know your personal problems. And you were the first person that I actually taught. Ta- like, I think you're the mo the, you're the most person that knows most about me yeah. um, and I like it because we we have that communication and I wasn't in the past in my relationships I would hide things and they were just because of certain traumas that I had or certain things that people would tell me around around myself around like around me and And you, when I came in, you knew that there were certain things that were off about me. You knew that there were certain things that I wasn't ready to talk about, but you waited until I was ready to tell you. And you gave me enough confidence to tell me, hey, like, I understand this. I understand that. And that's what really helped me opening up to you and. I just feel like communication is key. Like your partner is not going to read your mind, even though sometimes I tell you that I know that you read minds, (laughs) (laughs) but you got to understand that your partner is not going to read your mind and you have to communicate. I'm having a panic attack. I'm having this, I'm having that. And this is the reason why if your partner, it's up to your partner from there to listen or not. Like that's their choice. And if they decide to listen and walk away, then mm, girl get out of there. (laughs) But
0: No, and and, uh, another thing I want to to emphasize is there are times where you're going to have temporary setbacks in your relationship. You're going to have disagreements, arguments, frustrations, and you can go towards that frustration and you can fuel the fire or you can be like, look at all what this person has done for you and contributed to you over the years, over the last few months. Cut them some slack.
1: That's what Stacey does.
0: Yeah, that's (laughs) one of her voices in her head. You know, sometimes you got to cut people some slack. And gratitude can help you do that. I mean, as a leader here at the office, I get so frustrated every day with stuff people do. But when I remember, you know what, this person did this, 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 and this, and this, and and contributed this, and fixed this, and solved this, and done this, and stepped out of the comfort zone here. Ah, okay, I'll cut them some slack.
1: And your partner, also with that, your partner is allowed to have bad days. Yes they are allowed to have really really bad days yesterday for you and I it was it was a terrible day day. we haven't had a tough day like that in a long time and maybe yes I was frustrated a little bit with you because I was having a terrible day and you were having a bad day and it was just like it wasn't we weren't we were trying to help each other but either for me it wasn't like the help that I wanted or for you it wasn't the help that you wanted and But one thing that kept us alive yesterday and it kept us from killing each other was I would see with little things that you were trying and Stacy was there and telling me, look, he bought you chips. He got this, he took you this and, and he, and, And little things like that, even though my other voices were just all like, he doesn't care, blah, blah, blah. I was sitting there and I was just listening to Stacey and I was just trying to focus on what she was saying. And sometimes I go silent and I don't say a single word, but that's because I'm fighting with myself internally. And, and... I communicate that to you. I always tell you I'm not giving you a silent treatment. It's just that my brain is so loud right now. Yeah. My mind is so loud right now that honestly I cannot concentrate to anything that you are saying to me or every anything that I want to say to you. Yeah. So I always tell you and I communicate that with you. I'm not giving you the silent treatment. No, no. It's just me trying yeah, to listen to That's Stacey. important.
0: You have to communicate why you do the things you do the way you do it so that they aren't misinterpreted with past traumas. Yeah. Uh, and... We, we're both very good at communicating. These are the past traumas I have. So just being careful when you do this, it reminds me of this, even though you're doing it differently for different reasons. Yeah. Know that that's a button that I have. And communication is key to healing relationships and gratitude for what the small things is key and being able to cut people some slack is key and yes don't put all the responsibility on the other person because right now with the pandemic here in the office we all have days where we are drained where we're emotionally mentally exhausted we're having hard time obviously there's more financial strain during uh the pandemic there's more uncertainty there's more fear there's uh we are robbed of regenerative activities and environments so each person has days that are rough and sometimes we expect other people to fix our problems. yeah. And that's not how it works. Yes, build a support network where we help each other, but there are going to be days where n- you aren't able to help the way that other people need, and there are going to be days where the people that you need aren't able to help the way you need, and you've got to cut people some slack. And that was yesterday. I was in a bad place mentally. You were in a bad place mentally. Uh, and it was just like, but you know what? We can get through this. And we got through it. I mean, it was when we say we had a bad day, it was a bad day because we both felt not so good, but it wasn't because there's a lot of drama. Like it was just like it's tough today. I like, was
1: physically drained and just wasn't feeling good yeah. in general and you were just more like
0: mentally, mentally drained.
1: Yeah. yeah, and it was just it, we didn't argue. <laughs> we, we actually don't argue and it's weird because yesterday w- for normal couples with what we went through, they right. would throw each other out the window. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh
0: <laughs> It, it it's 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 when you have common goals and you have clarity and understanding of what where you're moving towards you also have more self-control to avoid saying or doing things that will hurt that possible future yeah and but when you have insecurities you go straight to the button straight to saying the thing from resentment yeah but don't go there if every time you have an instinct I have resentment I want to make this person feel like shit I want to make this person apologize I want to make this person realize what they did s- switch something in your mind and go, I want to make this person feel grateful. And like you and I are very good at that. When we are not mentally drained or emotionally drained, what do we do? When the other person feels bad or is messing up, we give them a pep talk. We give them a pep talk and we're like, you can do this, you're badass, look at this, 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 don't be so hard on yourself. Instead of being like, you're shit, why aren't you doing this?
1: Uh Uh-huh, or just invalidating the fact that you can have a... Bad day, and that's yeah. okay. You can take a day off. Yeah. Um. So I, I think that that's that's what helps us a lot, and the fact that we've been a year together and we haven't gotten into a certain argument or haven't yeah. like really yelled at each other and actually argued <laughs> and yeah, yeah. stuff. It's very. It's still very new to me. It's. It is.
0: I, I think there's a, uh, something to emphasize. Don't play zero sum games in your relationship. Don't have it. Where for you to win the other person has to lose or the other person has to sacrifice themselves for you or you have to sacrifice yourself for them. Yeah. No. Sometimes you gotta make certain compromises. Sometimes you ha- have to negotiate terms. Sometimes you have to come to mutual agreements where you gotta step out of your comfort zone. It's not about being stubborn or forceful, but everyone must win. Yeah. The relationship
1: the And uh, one uh, thing yeah. you can in the relationship that's key is um don't keep score. Yes. Like I did uh, this for yes. you, and yes. now I'm gonna do this. Do not keep score. No. Like there's, it's
0: ugh. not a competition.
1: Yeah, it's not a competition. Who does what for each other? It's
0: the fastest way to feel like shit.
1: Yes, and one or thing, make the other
0: person feel like shit.
1: One thing that I've always heard, like a couple friends that I've had in the past, um, or family members, is they like to keep score like you did this to me now i'm gonna do this back it's not transactional it's not in a relationship you don't keep score and that's one way to end your relationship if you want to end your relationship keep score and trust me it's gonna be hell but one thing that i've learned with you and you're the first um you're the first person that i have that i don't keep score like if you mess up with something um, I communicate it to you and I tell you this is how I feel, but I don't go the next day and do something worse no. just so that you would feel what I felt yeah. like. No, I don't do that. That's one thing that I've learned with you not to do.
0: Yeah, a, a relationship together, you should be greater than the sum of all parts, meaning that like you might be... It's a, a mathematical equation. Five plus five together should equal... 50 or 100, because you should multiply each other's capabilities. You should not be like, okay, I grow and you go down. No, together you should be greater. And when it comes to relationships, exactly. Keeping score is the easiest way to devalue people, make them feel like shit, making them force things, making them rebel, making them do revenge acts. And it just it's the most easy way to get into a very immature dynamic. But if you manage to not keep score... And actually just be grateful for every little thing and every little step with patience. You can build something wonderful. And
1: do whatever you have to do, whatever your partner asks you to do. Do it because you want to do it, because you want to help them. Out of generosity. Yes, not because later on, a week later, or a month later, you're going to be like, yeah, I helped you with this last month. Now you need to help me with this. Like, No, maybe, yes, negotiate, but don't not expect to get things back after you do certain yeah, things yeah. like don't expect things a
0: generous act is without expectations exactly like if you're gonna be generous with someone give without expecting anything in return and give not because you're trying to build something like for example in our relationship we're very generous with each other within our resource and capabilities but i think we're generous with each other because we actually care about the other person's well-being yeah. and future More so than what are they going to contribute to us in the future. Yeah. Like, I am of the mentality of like, I'm going to keep boosting you up no matter what the future holds for us. Yeah. And that is beautiful. But yes, if I were like, I'm going to do this, this, and this so she can give me this, it's like, ugh.
1: And you're the first person that I know in my whole entire life that does not expect anything in return. And that was hard for me to understand at first because I was always told people do things not for free you're they always want something in return and I, it was hard for me until this day is a bit hard for me to to understand that what you and your team and your family uh do for me they don't expect anything in return they don't and that's sometimes hard for me to understand but it's it gets easier every day and um and it you set the bar so high at this point that it's like if I, if any other, like in the future, I ever want to be in another relationship, I'm just going to be bored I, or I'm just going to be like, like.
0: Or I'm you'll gonna, have more self-respect. Than or, uh-huh,
1: and then like three days later, I'm just going to be like, you know what? It's not working. <laughs>
0: like. Uh, it, 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 one thing we got to look at and, and exactly the, the thing about not having expectations. It makes everything so much easier because it's easier to receive something when you know it comes to that expectations. Yeah. But it's hard to receive something when you know I'm going to have to repay the favor later. When are they ca- going to come charge me? Like, And how are they going to charge me? Is it going to be with drama? Is it going to be with money? Is it going to be with, with what? Wh- how are they going to charge me for this? Yeah. Uh, and that, that's that's not how things should work. It's literally should be like, you know what? I can give this. It makes sense to give this to this person. I'm going to do it. And one thing that I learned very early on, but... uh, uh. I recently kind of got it much more firmly kind of drilled into my mind it's being generous makes you feel better. Yeah. So when you feel like shit if you can go help someone you're like okay I'm actually better off than I thought.
1: That actually helps us. a lot it helps earthly people regenerate a lot
0: yes yeah and we both have an earthly element so we are always looking at how can we help people you are right now looking at how can i get face masks to more people how can i give classes to more people you're always looking at like people in 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 poor neighborhoods like how can i help them and actually one of the before we even started really dating uh i uh, you mentioned you had a student that was having a tough time blah 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 and oh, you yeah. couldn't talk to him and get through to him and i was like let's make him feel special and make him feel like you actually care but make the whole class so i actually sent you money to take your whole class to uh the movies
1: yeah the field trip the field trip <laughs> and
0: that was before we even were dating and it was without expectations, just like you know what i uh, i it makes sense to me. Let's let's Yeah, do this. that
1: was beautiful because these kids were from a school that was in a very poor, dangerous neighborhood. Yeah. And I took the job because um well, I wanted to take one step at a time. That was I was trying to get out of anxiety, depression. I took the job and, and I was like, okay, I want to see what it's like to, to go back to where I went to school because I, I used to go in that neighborhood to school um, a few blocks from there and I just wanted to give back. So I was like, okay, maybe the, the, they don't pay as much as other schools, but it's going to be fun. I'll learn a lot of things. And I remember this certain student, a lot of them had this mentality that they were just going to finish high school or they were going to barely finish high school. And that was it for them. Yeah. They, they kept telling me like, teacher, what do you expect? We live in this neighborhood. We don't, we don't go to college. We don't, we don't go to universities. And I remember them hearing all of this. I, I remember hearing all of this and I was just like, what? And, and I wanted to help these kids and these kids helped a lot with my anxiety and a lot with the re- depression, even that, even though they didn't know it at that yeah. time, but they helped a lot. And that field trip for a lot of them, they had never been to the movies ever yeah. because they they came from low income families. So f- it was a first time for them to go to that mall because I, I remember I even took them to like a really nice mall and in my hometown. It was like really pretty near the beach and they were having so much fun and they were so happy yeah. um, and seeing their faces like, oh, I've never been here. I've heard about this place, but I've never been here. And that helped me. The way that I helped those kids was really nice and just giving telling them they were they they were just like we're we're not we're not going to go to college and stuff and I was like, "Hey, my sisters and I came from this neighborhood. We we didn't grow up here obviously. We grew up in the US, but when we got here from the US, we 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 went to these schools and this is a school nearby and this isn't a good school. But I'm like, my sisters are in the best university of of the country." and they they literally be I don't know how many thousands and thousands of students to get into that university. And I'm like, and look at them now. They're in one of the most Damn. awesome they're they're in this awesome university, and they're making a good thing. And I'm like, and they came from here. They worked their ass off, and they they they're one of the smartest people in the country because not just anybody gets into that university. And I told them, you set your mind to something and you will get it regardless of the family you come with, regardless of the money. Because at that time when my sisters were trying to get into that school, we didn't have enough money. We did, we, we could. But my sister's like, we want to go to that school. And so it was pretty awesome to motivate these kids and to change their perspective at least for a little bit and to let them know that you could be poor. You can be from a low income family. Every
0: single person in this office that works for us, you have develop your element full time in the office, uh, comes from a very low income family. And yeah. from, uh, many of them have dropped out of either college or even high school. Uh, and, uh, basically it doesn't matter where you come from it's about where you're going yeah and it's about building the support network of people that actually believe in you and, and effort and uh, exactly one of the when when it comes to generous acts and and this goes back to gratitude <laughs> I, <laughs> I i swear there, there's a logical reason for this tangent it's sometimes we feel that everything is transactional with gratitude and generosity but it's not. And the moment you, the easiest way to learn it is to do a generous act to help someone. When we started like when we did that thing of taking her whole class to a field trip, we hadn't even met in person, I think. We were just kind of
1: Yeah, I haven't even I hadn't even met you in person. We,
0: we, we were just talking and, and we really liked each other and we there was a lot of like, you know what? D- this is interesting. And uh I was like, you know what? I'm gonna ha- we, we let these students, they need us. Let's help them. And I was going through hell because my grandfather was dying. You were going through hell because you had anxiety, depression, a lot of different things. And it was literally like how can we help other people? And it was also for us to feel better about ourselves because we were in a dark place ourselves. Yeah. And it's not that we had any expectation or anything from them. It was just like it feels good to give back. It feels good to help people because it it it's not an exchange. It's a it, like, it feels good. And if you're one of those people who believes that people are only generous if they want something, try giving back. Try helping someone. Try changing someone's life. Try taking someone out of a poor neighborhood and giving them an opportunity. Try that. You will feel amazing. And yeah. that when you learn that people can be generous without expectations, when gratitude and generosity can be done without expectations, without keeping track, without keeping score... And you can just give when you can, how you can, and there's no right or wrong way of doing it uh, as long as it comes from, you know. Your,
1: your life will change completely if everything. you if you see life that way. If you just think people are just going to do things because they need something, it's, you're going to attract... You're not going to trust anyone. Yeah, you're not going to trust anybody, and you're going to attract those negative people. Yeah. And ever since I met you, I've been able to kind of push away the people that bring negative things to my life and it's easier for me um to just drop people than it was for me a year ago today it was just like this nowadays it's like okay this person is saying this it's easy for me to just drop new people that are coming in and saying all these negative things because you have taught me that I don't want their lives and why should I even listen to them and I'm not saying that I'm I'm better than anybody but I really don't have time for that energy like I've already dealt with it my whole life and it's like okay you know what but people
0: who are stuck or insecure will put you down or invalidate your path uh, because they might be competitive with you or they might not believe it's possible and you have to build that mental filter. It's like a spam filter in your mind, and also spam filter with with friendships or fake friends. Like or, you gotta build.
1: Yes, that. and if you let yourself, if you let yourself keep yourself in those toxic relationships, you people will bring you down with them. So you have to learn to say, "No, I don't. I no longer want to be part of this relationship. I did what I could, yeah. but if you if if you keep tolerating toxic." traits or toxic this and that and people make you feel bad or guilty that's what people toxic people do they make you feel guilty about certain things but they don't see their actions so just know that yes show gratitude towards them if they don't change That's okay, but move on because if you stay there, they will drag you down with you and you will find someone better. I cannot just say, I can't stop saying that. You will find someone better. You will find someone exactly the way that you want them to be. Yes, they will have some things that you won't like. Yes, you will have some things, you know, little things that maybe, but you will find that person because that's how i was growing up everybody told me the person that you want doesn't exist yeah. and then i met yannick and i was like yes he does <laughs> and th- you got to know as a, as a person you will find the friendship the relationships that you want you just have to be patient and you have to not it's listen key. to There's the no negative
0: rush we live up until a hundred now we have modern medicine that lets us literally live much longer lives we don't have to use the mentality that our ancestors that were lived to forty had to use. So take your time. There's no rush. The biological clock. Who cares? You can have ki- my uncle, aunt, and uncle. Are both they both had kids at fifty? Their first kid they had at fifty, and perfectly healthy. The kid, awesome kid. Yeah. Uh, I
1: mean, there's a lot of technology nowadays that literally can help the kid. Like we're no longer living in exactly.
0: fifty years ago where there was. You have more time than ever. Yeah. And with the pandemic now, even more time than ever. You literally have free time. The <laughs> like, world time to is work giving on us free time. So no rush. Don't be so hard on yourself. Don't be so hard on others. Don't keep score. Go, don't keep track. And just be grateful the way you can. Express gratitude in the way other people can receive. Remember, there are different elements and different contexts. Don't press people's buttons when you know that they have them. Be curious. Try to understand them. And next week, we're going to be talking about something very important, which is self-gratitude. A little bit of a continuation on this topic so that you know your value. David, do you want to share with everyone? Let's do this. Hey there. Have you found yourself in a not so good mental state lately? Are you burning a lot of bridges? Are you being too hard on yourself, too hard on others? Trying to control everything, micromanage everything? Are you becoming more jealous, more conflict prone? Are you justifying your actions and walking around, you know, like a little lost puppy looking for love and attention and validation? Are you really feeling empty inside right now and needing someone or something to fill that void? But in the search of filling that void, you're destroying relationships and you're destroying your confidence. I ask this because right now with the quarantine, I'm seeing this in a lot of people that I care about. And I'm even seeing it a little bit in me sometimes where I start devaluing myself. I start being too hard on myself and I start justifying my actions or explaining myself too much or controlling things too much. And I catch myself being like, whoa, what am I doing? And it's something that it's it's very simple. It's because I haven't taken the time to implement enough self-gratitude. I talk a lot about gratitude. Gratitude is essential. It can heal relationships. It can really resolve conflicts. It can prevent conflicts. It can reduce intensity. Gratitude is one of those very simple things that can change your life. But we often forget to implement it with ourselves. We often are so good at valuing things that are hard for us So when we see someone do something that is hard for us, we go, Oh, this is wonderful. I'm so grateful. But the things that we do every day, this simple battle. So the big battles that we have, the big challenges that we overcome, the lessons that we learn, the mistakes that we make, the steps that we take often, we just minimize those or we don't even see them or we see them as something bad, but taking the time and consciously celebrating your achievements celebrating your contributions, thanking yourself for not giving up, thanking yourself for being perseverant, thanking yourself for being resilient, thanking yourself for taking that extra step, thanking yourself for being curious or taking that leap of faith, thanking yourself for being willing to fail. Simple things. Just taking that time can change your entire perspective and it can get you unstuck and give you the confidence that you need to level up and try new things, take more risks, improve your life, improve your career, improve your relationships. And I promise your relationships, they will be so much better because you'll be much less controlling, jealous, dramatic and all of that. Your projects will flow so much faster because you won't be forcing things, justifying things or minimizing other people's input because There'll be harmony and confidence enough to look at things from different angles and not doubling down on things out of pure stubbornness. The moment you have self-gratitude and you acknowledge your contributions and self-worth, everything in your life gets easier. And it's a very simple thing, but we often skip it because we've been told that we shouldn't be arrogant, that we shouldn't be selfish, that we shouldn't brag and that we should be modest, that we shouldn't stand out, etc., cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But the reality is if you do these things right, you can uplift and inspire people. But yes, if you do it wrong, you put people down. And that's the key. Just learn how to uplift yourself while uplifting others. This is not a zero sum game where for you to win, other people have to lose. When you stop playing zero sum games in your life and create win-win situations and celebrate everyone's wins, but especially take the time to celebrate your wins, everything gets better. So my challenge for you during this quarantine is how can you implement more self-gratitude during this quarantine? If you want to tackle this in your life, if you're fed up and done with all the bullshit, 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 bullshit that is coming from your insecurities and your inability to celebrate your achievements, contributions, and value, join us this Sunday, 11 a.m. Central Time on a live transmission of our podcast, Develop Unplugged, where we're going to be talking about this exact topic, We're going to be covering for an hour several different strategies that you can implement to change your life and to be more grateful for yourself and to stop forcing things and to have more win-win situations and more harmony in your relationships. It's going to be a wonderful podcast. It's such an important topic that I can't wait to share with you guys. So tune in on Sunday. I'll see you there. And the link will be in the description. So have a good one. Okay, so we're back. That's basically the little ad we threw together that we're going to be sharing for ne- next week's podcast. But yeah, next week we're going to be talking about self-gratitude. And yeah, there's a, a comment here from Manatee saying, jealousy is fear of abandonment. And exactly. It's it really people who are jealous and controlling, they're fearful. And it's their fear, it's their insecurities. And that's why next week's uh, podcast is going to focus on self-gratitude. When you learn to acknowledge your value, when you learn to feel grateful for yourself, when you can pat yourself in the back, when you can acknowledge your contributions to others and your value to others, you won't feel fearful. For example, in our relationship, just as a kind of finishing off point, and and we'll wrap up, we're not jealous of controlling of each other. A lot of people don't understand why we give each other so much liberty. And And we basically say we have an open relationship, not that we really act on it, but it's just we give each other the liberty to live our lives to the fullest and to we don't revise each other's cell phones, we don't control each other, we don't limit each other, we don't tell each other which friends you can have or who you can do what with, like because we know our value within what we bring to the relationship. And that's what I say all the time is like, I know you're not going to find someone that contributes what I contribute in this relationship. So do whatever you want with whomever you want because I know my value. And that's, it's not to sound arrogant, it's literally just to not limit or control the other person and to also feel good about yourself. You know, I, I feel good about my contributions in this relationship. So I don't need to limit and control you. But I know that when I feel more insecure, when I feel more. Uh, fearful of abandonment, fearful of failure, fearful of something, I become more controlling or more uh, I go to a darker place mentally and I also manage my relationships not as well. But when I'm confident in my relationships, I don't control as much. And that's something that we have to make the other person feel confident so that they don't control us as much and we have to make ourselves feel confident so we don't control the other person as much. And that's why we focus so much on giving each other pep talks, uplifting each other so that we don't feel fearful of abandonment. We don't threaten with breakups. Yeah. We don't have fights where we're like, We're gonna break up, blah 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 because that way it becomes toxic. Yeah. But we are more like, you know what, I'm not going anywhere so far, so good, you know, we take it one day at a time, but things are good. So like let's not go there and like let's support each other and keep supporting each other. So it's one of those things. Yes thank you for that comment that's a very 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 good way of putting it jealousy is fear of abandonment that's i couldn't agree more yeah and yes we should talk about toxic behaviors instead of toxic people i agree because people can change their behaviors when they're more confident when they're more self-aware when they are more consciously aware of the context uh of other individuals with whom they're involved and everything can improve when you work on that. As you said, you and your past relationships, you were way more toxic. than. And if this we do a
1: podcast in that topic, ooh, I have lots of stories okay. <laughs> and a lot of toxic traits. I can tell everybody what you know, when to run. Warning,
0: sign. <laughs> okay. warning signs. Okay, we're going to do the, an episode. Maybe two weeks from now, we'll do an episode on, on warning signs. Yeah, that, uh, that would be nice would be and how fun. to
1: recognize toxic traits and how to know that you're in a toxic trait because sometimes when you're in love,
0: you just see
1: the best and it's it's hard. So I think that should be a podcast okay. episode, a whole nother episode.
0: We're, we're going to do that. But let's uh, let's wrap up because obviously we're taking a lot of your time. Thank you very much for being here. Thank you for your time. Thank you for participating in the chat. Uh, We love you guys, and uh, we'll see you next week. Same time, same place, 11 a.m. Central Time. Next week's topic is self-gratitude so that you become less controlling, less uh, intense, and less, uh, you know, just so you become a better version of yourself. So let's do that next week, and uh, see you there. Have a good one.